Welcome in. It's a Friday edition of the Lions 24-7 podcast. Tyler Donahue, Sean Fitz with you, bringing in a new weekend here, our second episode of the week. Uh, and a big weekend here on campus, as we alluded to. We're not going to spend as much time diving in depth on what's going on this weekend. As we said, a 7-on-7 event Saturday, Big Man Challenge Saturday, uh, the first Elite Showcase event on Sunday. So there's going to be a lot of prospects uh, coming to campus, and uh, some of them more regarding their recruitments, and some of them are trying to prove themselves and put themselves on Penn State's radar. We're going to break down some of that. Uh, we've got some official visit visitors to get to, uh, some recruiting news to get to we have an interview with an incoming Penn State freshman as well uh, but first we have Sean Fitz to get to well that's the exciting part isn't it always uh, anyway yeah uh, five official visitors this weekend a couple of camps as Tyler mentioned I think we'll we, we talked about the official visitors a little bit earlier this week but we've added another one since then Alan True of 24-7 Sports reported on Thursday afternoon Bryce Mostella defensive end from Michigan will be on campus this weekend this is an interesting recruitment because Mostella has been on campus at Penn State a couple of times he's been one of those guys that's sort of you're not sure what's going on he doesn't talk to a ton of people Michigan has offered but seems to have cooled off a little bit since they got Braden McGregor so this is one that's very much up in the or very very much up in the air, out in the open, whatever you want to call it. Um, but Penn State, an opportunity to make an impact this weekend. I believe he's got an Iowa visit set as well. So Big Ten, another Big Ten battle. Penn State still in Michigan, where they're going after the Enzo Jennings and Makari Page and and all those guys out there. Christian Fitzpatrick, who just took a bump in the composite with a, I believe he got a four star rating from Rivals. So um, Michigan staying interesting, and Bryce Mostella is the new name to go with Keandre Lambert, Court Williams, Isaiah Rakes, Ty Hamilton. If you listened uh, already this week, you, you knew that was coming. A couple of Big Ten battles in there. Court Williams with Ohio State high on his list as well, along with the West Coast schools. Keandre Lambert, still the most interesting visitor to me. You got to knock it out of the park with him. You're coming in, uh, coming into the visit trailing, um, and it's an early visit, which we talked about the other day. So it's uh, it's one of those ones where you've got some ground to make up. You've got an uh, you've got time to establish yourself and get him back uh, for lash bash, whiteout, whatever that may be. Five official visitors from five different states, New Jersey, Virginia, Ohio, Michigan, and California all represented. And as we'll cover throughout the month, this is really the first big official visit weekend uh, of the month because there are only two more available before that spring official visit window closes. So uh, a lot more to get to there. Another visitor this weekend is first time on campus in a couple of months, Landon Tangwall, one of the premier prospects in the 2021 recruiting class, a guy who was the first offensive lineman on the Nittany Lions target board. They offered him halfway through his freshman year. Now he is approaching his junior season. He's down at Good Council in Maryland, Notre Dame, Michigan, very much in the mix here, uh, very much at the forefront, but so is Penn State. He had hoped to get to campus last month. That didn't happen. Um, he will be there, though, and this is a guy, as we said um, on the last episode, he really got on Penn State's radar in a big way at that big man challenge before his freshman year. And now here he is a couple years later, and he is, uh, you know, as high as anybody, I would imagine, on Penn State's offensive line uh, board for 2021. This guy's going to have a Lifetime Achievement Award like Drew Hartlob had when he came to like 12 camps during his uh, high school career. But yeah, Tangwall getting getting back for the Big Man Challenge. He's dominated it a couple of times already. Good counsel getting them back. Of course, Chris Jenkins, defensive end, who I would expect him to be on hand as well, who, whom Penn State has offered in the 2020 class. But Tangwall's still the big guy. He missed a visit last month because of, he had a lift-a-thon at Good Counsel. Um, apparently didn't know about it to the last minute, however that works. Um, but uh, yeah, Penn State needs to, to make an impact here. I still believe Notre Dame's the leader at that point. 
but, you know, you, you've got a shot. You've got time. This is a kid who's been on the radar for a long time. Penn State's made him a priority the entire time. And, you know, when things open up, because, you know, really he can't, you know, hear from coaches. You know, he can call coaches and talk to coaches. He's a 2021 prospect. So he can't hear from coaches until September 1st of his junior year. So when that when that opens up, things will happen. Um, Penn State just want to be at the front of that line uh, along with Notre Dame, who, who I believe right, right now is still on top. Yeah, and a big part of his mission back in April was to to just recheck some things with Penn State, um, and and they passed that test, I, I suppose. And he's going to come down with a list that could be three teams, it could be five teams, but he said it's going to be a small group, uh, and then that's going to set the tone for the next stretch of his recruitment. Uh, nothing eminent there in terms of a commitment based on what we, what he's told lines twenty four seven. Sean, we talked about this a lot. Common theme for Penn State. We've written about it. Uh, Florida recruiting efforts, they're for real. And and Jaywan Sider continues to lead the charge. And some big visitors on campus on Friday. One of them a Miami Hurricanes commitment, Thad Franklin. He's a top ten running back in the 2021 recruiting class. Um, he's been com- committed to Miami now uh, for a while. And then his teammate Braylon Brown, a receiver who also has a scholarship uh, from Penn State, also on campus on Friday. And they are out of Chaminade Madonna Prep, which of course is where Penn State pried away um, John Dunmore the four-star receiver who had the Miami Hurricanes giving chase last uh, last year towards the end of the cycle. Um, so a couple guys that not just have connections to Cider, which is important, but to John Dunmore. Um, and, and getting a chance to come to uh, campus on Friday, I think, again, you're looking at trying to get them back for officials at a later date. This kid, Thad Franklin, though, six foot, 195 pounds, big-time player on a state championship team. He missed the state championship game because of a collarbone injury, but he had 1,600 yards on the ground as a sophomore, almost 10 yards per pop. Uh, so, you know, something that, that something that came up here late in the week that, that obviously stood out to both of us, Sean. Cider's a magician, man. I mean, it's just I, I, I'm often very skeptical about things like getting into places that are far away, especially at Penn State. I mean, it's hard to get here. It's you know, cold a bit. And, you know, Florida, it's, it's not exactly the, you're not exactly running too many parallels with Pennsylvania, but the way that he's been able to not only, uh, you know, land TJ Jones and John Dunmore, Noah Kane, all those guys, but to get these guys back to campus, to get, uh, to get the young guys on campus, because you're really setting the table for guys like Thad Franklin and Braylon Brown. Um, you've got a guy like jo- uh, John Dunmore that can recruit for you now. You hope that he has a positive experience when he gets here. Um, but yeah, they're, they're working every angle in, in South Florida, even, uh, you know, other parts of Florida as well. Leonard Manuel, who, who we have on the list here, uh, going to come for an official visit in on, on the 22nd. He's a Florida commit. Um, and, and if you were following Twitter this morning or last night, he's a Florida commit with a top seven. And that's just great. He's a former Miami commit who is committed to Florida, who is exploring his options and is visiting Penn State. Did I get that right? Did you practice that? <laughs> no, but that's about where it stands with Leonard Manuel. And and uh, you know the the recruitment is one thing, the talent is another. Six foot four, two hundred pounds, a guy who's been considered one of the premier receiver prospects in this class for a while now. Um, he told Lions twenty four seven last month he'll be on campus uh, that final weekend uh, of, of availability later this month, June twentieth. Um, and so, you know, there's your opportunity there. He said that he told Luke Stampini of 24-7 Sports that he's really looking uh, to, to connect with John Dunmore on that trip. Uh, I guess Dunmore will, will presumably have a little bit under his belt on campus to, to, to provide some insight. Uh, but, you know, Leonard Manuel has a, has a top seven, as you said, and he's been committed twice to this point. The Florida Gators, who you know, it's hard to figure out where they stand right now as an organization. So not much clear here, but uh, assuming he does get on the plane and get on campus here, 
you know, John Dunmore took one visit. You know, who knows what happens here? And by the way, John Dunmore was a former Florida Gators commit himself. That's the thing, and you, we've seen you know we've seen times when guys have gotten opportunities to come to campus a lot, and you know get really used to things, and maybe find something else that they're looking for, and it's happened a couple of times in the last couple of cycles, especially with wide receivers, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, getting these guys to campus for for an official for an extended look at things while things are nice. I mean, you you I mean, I'm looking outside right now; it's beautiful out. You've got green everywhere. You know, it's a little bit different than the green in Florida. So, I mean, it's it's something that uh, that these guys will be appealed to uh, that, that will appeal to these guys as you know outsiders, sort of. So, and and you don't have to have a kid on on campus ten times. I mean, you can do it like Dunmore uh, two or three times and and, and go from there. So, um, uh, you're absolutely right. And and you know, these aren't the only Florida guys that were on campus this week. No, uh, no, and and you've got Carnell Davis and Dink Jackson um, in the in the 2021 class. And speaking of Florida Gators, does kids stay committed to the Florida Gators or the Miami Hurricanes? Because it sure doesn't seem like they ever do. Miami's, Dick- <laughs> Miami's class of decommitments, if I if I remember this correctly, would be rated number sixth in the country if it were an actual class. So yeah, that's uh, it's crazy down there. I mean, it's a it's a wild west. We talked about it before. It's the wild west. It's one of those things where you almost don't want to be the kid's first commitment because you've got a lot of form- former Miami commits, a lot of former Florida commits. Um, granted, there's been coaching changes at both spots, but that, I mean, it's just funny to think about. I mean, the stability, the further north you get, is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more on the line. Yeah, and, and with that said, Dink Jackson, a former Florida Gators commit, uh, was on campus on Wednesday along with Carnell Davis. Carnell Davis, they, they both go to school together down in Melbourne, Florida. The d- interesting thing here is Carnell Davis is a South Jersey um, product, and he moved down there this offseason. His recruitment has blown up. And the crazy thing here, I told Sean about this, Carnell Davis, for his first two years of high school, and me for my final year of high school, played for the same head coach. And we didn't know that until we got on the phone to talk about his Penn State recruitment. I had no idea really about the South Jersey thing. So interesting I'm there. I'm surprised but... he hadn't heard that about you, though. So <laughs> Yeah, what, what was he missing? Uh, but I will say, Sean, you know, we heard James Franklin say uh, during the early signing period at his press conference that he was hoping that J1 Sider and John Dunmore now could serve as Pied Pipers of sorts down there in South Florida. And this is exactly what you're doing. You're seeing them getting these guys up. I can tell you right now, if John Dunmore gets here, is comfortable, and is enjoying life at Penn State, that is further going to enhance what they're able to do because he'll be in these guys' ears. And there's just something different when you hear it from a peer versus when you hear it from a coach, even someone as uh, held in such esteem as, as Jay Wan Sider. So interesting to keep tabs on. Um, now, a couple interesting things going on in the quarterback uh, you know, market. Before we get to that, one, yeah. uh, a couple, couple of visitors slid in from Philly this week. Elijah Judy, the four-star defensive end from, from Northeast, and Ken Talley. We're both up with Dion Barnes. Uh, Dion, of course, former Penn State defensive end. Um, so they slid in for a midweek official visit. Dion's been doing some great things. I mean, uh, we talk about Sharif Miller and the impact that he could have on Philadelphia. Dion Barnes is trying to do the same thing. He's brought, he's he's taken guys to camps. Um, he's had a couple of guys in the last cycle that, that that went on. I think one of them went to junior college. We're still keeping an eye on him. Um, but Judy and Ken Talley, he's got a couple of of young defensive linemen that he's tutoring. He's got guys coming in to work with him. So Dion, you know, making strides. I don't know if it's a, a trainer role, or a coaching role, or something like that. But as a mentor, doing some good things in Philly. So that's really cool to see. Yeah, and and, and uh, Philly, by the way, looks pretty darn impressive on the recruiting trail the next couple of cycles. So a good spot to to, to be good at uh, and have those connections. So 
quarterback though, Sean, there's, you know, 2021 still murky, but 2022, they're starting to build that board with these kids who are approaching sophomore years. We're obviously speaking about special talents out there on the football field to have these kind of early offers. Couple new offers, the latest going out in Georgia. Ricky Ronnie, offensive coordinator, uh, tripped down to the Peach State, saw both of them in action. I had a chance to speak with them in the last couple of days, and, and we'll have content up on lines 24-7 uh, by the weekend here. But uh, starting with Gunnar Stockton, uh, kid who threw for almost 3,000 yards last year at Rayburn County, 34 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. You throw in 17 rushing touchdowns. This is a kid who welcomed himself to the high school scene with 51 total touchdowns as a freshman. Georgia, NC State, South Carolina, West Virginia among his earliest offers as well. He's formulating a summer travel plan. I think it's a, a, a probably really pushing it to assume that, that Penn State's going to be on it. Uh, but Kinsayo piqued his interest. He was impressed by the initial conversations with Ricky Ronnie, uh, and he was glad that, that the film of that workout when it was presented to James Franklin resulted uh, in more contact from Ronnie with that offer. The other guy to know here, MJ Morris out of Carrollton, stepped in, won the starting job last year halfway through his freshman season, ended up helping the team get to the quarterfinals of the state playoffs at a pretty high caliber level of Georgia prep football. Football. Um, his passing numbers kind of look away. Less than 500 passing yards, three touchdowns, five interceptions. Nice rushing totals, 340 yards, four four touchdowns. But I think what you're looking at here is is what this kid is going to become in the next few years. Went to camp at Alabama last weekend. Came away with an offer from the Crimson Tide again as a as a freshman quarterback. Uh, so he's a kid who, who's really ramping it up. He's going to go on camp trips to Arkansas, Duke, Texas A&M. And he said he expects to get to Penn State. His priority would, would be to get there for a game in Beaver Stadium if he is able to make that trip. So a couple names. Again, at this point, you're throwing targets on the board, especially looking for the top talent early. Seems like Georgia, per usual, is a place to find top passers. These are both dual-threat quarterbacks, which is what we've become accustomed to seeing Penn State doing. Uh, but, Sean, you know, Ricky Ronnie putting in the miles, Penn State laying down the groundwork to find themselves quarterbacks of the future, which you always need to be doing. Yeah, you always have to be looking ahead just to get your name out there and, and get them, you know, thinking about you a little bit if, if that pays off with a camp visit or an unofficial visit, especially for these 22, 22 kids, you know, that could make a big difference. You know, Penn State has shown that they'll, they'll go elsewhere. You know, they signed Michael Johnson last year. They got Michael Bowens committed. So they'll go anywhere to find a quarterback, be a guy that fits. Unfortunately, Gunnar Stockton, not related to John Stockton. I've just been looking that up for the past 30 seconds, um, which is disappointing and probably will knock him in the rankings. But um, no, I mean, you got to get your name out there. You got to get in, in front of these guys. That's what they've done with some of these, uh, these other quarterbacks in the last couple of cycles. And that's what everybody's doing right now. So, um, I think that's that's probably the most interesting thing to come to that. And we're not ready to get there with recruiting. The, I think the interesting part about this is is you look at these 2022 kids, Gunnar Stockton's in Georgia, of course, MJ Morris. So you've got you've got guys with uh, with big time offers, with big time schools right in their backyard. Could they fill up those spots at those other schools? And that's what we're looking at with 2021 right now. I mean, you've got a lot of guys. Um, you know, Ohio State's got a quarterback, Michigan's got a quarterback, and it's kind of impacting some of the other dominoes. And you're gonna fall all the way down to Caleb Williams, who I think is probably the best quarterback in the country. But we have written down here Brock Vandegriff, and he uh, cut his list to six. Penn State had offered. Uh, Penn, he wasn't coming to Penn State, but he cut his list to six. And you, you're looking closely at Auburn, Clemson, Florida, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Tennessee. Georgia and Oklahoma are the two interesting ones. I think Oklahoma leads right now. But the most interesting part of that is, hey, he's looking at Oklahoma and Georgia, two places that Caleb Williams visited last week. I think Georgia may have the, the leg up for Williams at this point. And, and you know, he's Penn State's top guy. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where you're talking class by class 
Uh, you're looking at where these quarterbacks are going to land. Clemson, can they sign a guy in the 2021 class after uh, uh, getting a commitment from DJ Ugo? Uh, uh, dang, I knew I was going to mess that up. Um, DJ Five Star. DJ Five Star <laughs> from California. Can they get a guy in the 2021 class? We'll see. So, I mean, these we're, we're talking dominoes. And with quarterbacks, it's not just about one class. It's about uh, other classes as well. It's always a game of musical chairs with the quarterbacks. And as you said, uh, a couple great names there, Gunnar Stockton, Brock Vandegriff. Gunnar Stockton, not the son of John Stockton, but his dad is in the Georgia Southern Hall of Fame, former defensive back there at the college level. One other quarterback note, and this one is a little more relevant to the current recruiting strategy for 2020. Um, We've talked about it before, Penn State being very content uh, with Micah Bowens on board, the quarterback out of Las Vegas who committed back in February. However, they have kept tabs on other guys. One of them was out of Arkansas, a four-star Jacoby Criswell, who had told me in the past that Ricky Ronnie and him were exploring opportunities for Ronnie to come down, watch him throw, potentially earn an offer. He recently committed to North Carolina just a few days ago, uh, so just updating and and pretty much bringing some closure uh, to a potential interest there for Penn State. Sean, uh, we know you've got a big graduation to get to, and and we've got our Devon Ellies interview. I don't know if I mentioned that at the top, but that incoming freshman that we caught up with is defensive tackle Devon Ellies out of Maryland. Get to that in a moment. But Sean, uh, heading into this weekend, any final thoughts for the podcast? And also, shout out to your son. As you mentioned, preschool graduation. So I'm, I'm like Andy Dufresne, and when, when he gets out of jail in Shawshank, I just uh, got that last tuition payment out of the way. He's paying more for preschool than I paid to go to Penn State my freshman year. But anyway, um, no, I mean, it's, it's going to be a busy weekend. We're going to have a lot of stuff on the site. The team camp is always great. Um, it's it's a different kind of camp. You know, you're coming out, you're playing seven on seven. You got the big man challenge as well. But we've seen a bunch of really good teams pop up. Of course, good councils coming up. Uh, I've got a couple of more that we'll have on the site uh, later this afternoon. But uh, it's uh, it's going to be a, a busy weekend. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, the, the most talented weekend. We're still looking at that whiteout camp in June 22nd being the most talented. But uh, it should be a busy weekend, fun weekend here in, in Happy Valley. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, whether you are catching this episode on Friday on your drive home from work, cheers to you, by the way, or maybe Saturday morning with a cup of coffee, we have a ton of content on Lines 24-7 to get you ready for this weekend. Uh, We addressed uh, a bunch of the Florida stuff. I think three different stories are up regarding some of these scenarios playing out on the Florida recruiting trail with Penn State. Encourage you to check those out. We have a rundown of names to know who are on campus this week. That includes the official visitors. That includes some other guys who have popped up on the radar during later stages of this week. So 
all right there for you online 24-7. Of course, if you're following us on Twitter and Facebook, that's a really easy way and quick way to get all that content as soon as it's available. Uh, so be sure to do that on Twitter. We're at lines 24-7. And then on Facebook, just type in lines 24-7. It'll pop up and, and give that a follow as well. Here on the podcast, uh, we're going to turn our attention to, as I said, an incoming freshman with Penn State. We've had a chance to, to feature a few of these guys on the podcast since we really started ramping up with our interviews. Devin Ford joined us, the running back who enrolled on Sunday. Caden uh, Wallace, offensive lineman who's been on campus for about a month now. He was on with us a, a while back. And and now we get a chance to, to check in with a defensive lineman. And that's going to be Devon Ellis, who uh, we prime up now. And I just want to, uh, to let our listeners know, uh, Devon was kind enough to join us. Uh, really, he pressed pause in the middle of his graduation party preparation. He was uh, at Costco with his parents and and he was on the road. And he was doing this and that. And he has a graduation on Friday. He has a family party for that graduation on Saturday. And then on Sunday, he's going to church and then he's enrolling at, at Penn State. He's going to get to Penn State on Sunday, checking in to start a new chapter for his career. Um, so, Along the way during our conversation, uh, you know, he, he made some time for us, but he was also on his cell phone. He was a little bit mobile. Um, so th- in that regard, there is going to be some background noise. So bear with that. Um, did our best to, to play with that on the audio. But uh, the most important thing is that you hear from Devon. This is a kid with a big-time personality, a big-time game. Um, and, and he's part of, of what is becoming an interesting pipeline for Penn State down at his high school, McDonough. Um, again, he's graduating on Friday, and probably within hours of this recording session, we took we spoke with him uh, late afternoon Thursday. Congratulations to him, thanks to him, and as I told him, uh, next time we catch up, he'll be in a Nittany Lions uniform. Um, so here is that conversation with Devon Ellis. First and foremost, graduation. Uh, we're recording this for our listeners. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. You are graduating on Friday. I know that we we caught you at Costco when you were shopping for the party. What is the plan for the celebration? Uh, well, we're gonna have a graduation Friday. Uh, we're gonna have a little family barbecue uh, that later that afternoon, and then Saturday we'll have a big graduation party. Congratulations on on finishing one chapter. I know you're excited to start another. And for our listeners who may not have followed this recruitment. Um, it was a big one. Uh, approximately 30 scholarship offers involved in this recruitment. Devon is considered a top 10 defensive tackle in 24-7 sports rankings. Uh, I know you know this, that the rankings don't matter anymore, but uh, we're, we're giving a little background on you. Big addition to Penn State's class, and and I'm just curious, what are you focused in on between now and, and Sunday? What do you got to get checked off your list before you get to campus? Just getting ready to complete honesty uh, I'm just right now, as of right now, I'm just watching film with uh, some of the guys who are still there, you know, who had an opportunity to play last season. And um, I'm watching a lot of film on the different teams we play this season. And I'm really trying to focus on, on like, uh, what they did that made them so great on the field. And, you know, I'm trying to translate that to my game. Now, I, I know you've got the film. I'm sure you, you've been getting your body right. Uh, how, how much contact How much contact is there between you and the staff, you and players, you know, just trying to make sure you, that you come in hitting the ground running? Uh, we talk about the time. Honestly, they say uh, I'm coming in kind of late. <laughs> they want to be there a little bit early. So we're just trying to get it. We're getting everything figured out. So that way when I get in there, there should be no issues with any of my uh, 
Crash games, none of that. We know that you obviously are very familiar with some of the guys on this team. P.J. Mustafer, uh, Will Knudsen, two guys that you played with uh, arrived last year. Obviously, P.J. was another top 10 defensive tackle in his class. I want to give our listeners the stats real quick. Back in 2017, the last time you two played together, you combined for 27 sacks, 34 tackles for loss in 11 games. Uh, tell me about those days and, and tell me about the influence that P.J. has had kind of on your growth and, and getting you to Penn State. Oh, those days were fantastic because I already knew I had somebody next to me that was going to push me to be better, and I was going to push him. Like when I was down, he would be up. When he would be up, when he would be down, I would be up, and we would just go back and forth. We were constantly feeding off of each other, and I feel as though, like you know, when we get there, it'll be the same you know like mentality, like feeding off each other. So like his skill level now is way beyond what it was when we were playing together. So that'll be a big help for me coming in. What does PJ tell you uh, in terms of what you need to be prepared for? And uh, obviously, he worked his way into the rotation last year. He he played in all but one game, and now he's fighting for a starting job. Well, obviously, uh, well, when I committed, the first thing he texted me was, uh, "Congratulations, be ready to work." That's literally all he said. It's something I've never done before, and I need to prepare my hardest. Now, McDonough School is not done with Penn State yet. Uh, Curtis Jacobs, a, a, teammate, a teammate of yours, he is committed to the 2020 recruiting class, considered uh, one of the top linebackers in the country. We'd love to hear from you on him because I know he's played receiver, safety. Now, linebacker is something that, that we've seen him on the camp circuit with. How do you think that transition is going for him, and, and what is Penn State getting in Curtis Jacobs? I think that transition is going very well. You know, he loves Penn State. Uh, he loves the fan base. He loves the people there. He loves the coaches. He loves just the entire, entire you know, environment. It's a very uh, family-oriented environment. And uh, like I said, well, we, we all kind of have, like, that same mentality. Like, he has that dog mentality. Like, he knows what he wants. He knows what he wants to accomplish. And he knows that he wants to win. So, uh, actually, it's a story. Um, I think it was during the MSJ game. We were down. And he came hugging. And just started yelling. And then I was just like, all right, calm down. We're going to get it together. And then he was like, all right, bet. watch this. When they ran off this and they scored the next play, I was like, that's what I like to see. It's just, it's just stuff like that. Like, the way he carries himself. And again, he just has that mentality. Like, I want to win. This year, we'll see three players from your high school team on Penn State's roster. And, and assuming Curtis signs with the team and gets to campus next year, that would make it four there's another guy down there, folks, uh, Quan Williams. He's been up to campus. He's a 2022, 2022 prospect, so he's only going to be a sophomore, but this is a kid with a bunch of Power 5 offers as a freshman. He's playing the same position as you. I- I'm assuming you have a pretty good insight on Quan. Why the heck is this kid getting all this kind of interest after just one high school season? Honestly, if you've seen this film, then you would know why. But his work ethic... And this is mentality is that killer instinct. Remember what I was saying before about uh, how me and PJ would go back and forth and we would feed off each other? It would essentially be like that. I would help him with his game, what his weaknesses were, and he would improve. When I was down, he was up. When he was down, I was up. So we just constantly fed, fed off each other. And for him to be doing that as a freshman, for him to like have me rely on him like that as a freshman, it is 
very big. That just shows that's just like a testament to his skill level and his talent as young as he is. We've talked about your teammates. How about you? What's the scouting report on Devon Ellis? Well, honestly, it's just, like I said before, that dog mentality. Um, and when we're down in those types of situations, you will never see me give up. It's a go in or go home, you know? So it's just, you're going to constantly get that motive, that drive, that willingness to do anything, anything that it takes to win. And it's just that mentality that I feel like will take me to the next level. And I'm willing to work to get there. I'm willing to pay my dues, you know, pay my respects to get there. If it doesn't happen this year, then it will happen next year. Coming soon to campus, uh, we're talking to Devon Ellis here, uh, one of the premier defensive tackle prospects in the 2019 class, and uh, on Sunday officially getting to Penn State and starting his uh, collegiate career as a student athlete. Now, you, you, you were one of the top high school players in Maryland, but you were born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Curious to hear about your background. Um, you know, How did you end up in Maryland, and do you have those roots in Hawaii? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Like you said, I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii in 2000, October 8th. Remember that? Market Canada's. My, my mom and my dad, well, they met in Hawaii, so uh, he was in the military. And we ended up moving from Hawaii in like, 2005 to the state of Washington. And I lived there for a couple of years. So we moved from Washington to Maryland in like 2010, 2011. And I've been here ever since in Maryland. And I really only started playing football when I was like uh, in seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade. So from Hawaii to Washington, Washington to Maryland, and now Maryland to, to State College, Pennsylvania, you're well-traveled. And uh, I, will, I will remember that birthday. Thanks for letting us know on that one. You, and, and the cool thing here, here is for you, the last game you played in a, in a uniform before college was in Hawaii. Uh, you were out at the Poly- yes, you were out at the Polynesian Bowl. Devin Ford, Caden Wallace, some of your future teammates out there as well. How cool was that for you to to kind of come full cycle and and be involved in that game? Uh, that game was a surreal experience, honestly. Just being able to start a new chapter, you know, originally began. It was just it was just amazing. It was amazing for me, especially when I had a lot of my family there who had never seen me play before. So it was just. It was just fantastic, and I really deeply appreciate the Polynesian book for bringing out there. Yeah, it looked like looked like a fun time, and, and the crazy thing here, I don't think, it, well, it's not crazy, it's just something that we're not used to in college football. You verbally mm-hmm. announced your decision to play at Penn State at that game. I remember staying up very late here on the East Coast uh, to watch <laughs> your announcement. Um, but you were signed with you were signed with Penn State for a few weeks um, during that early signing period. You signed with Penn State. I guess the first part of this question is, when did you determine that Penn State was was the pick? And then the second part of part of it is, how hard was it to keep it a secret for almost a month? Um, I it was probably after my officials, I decided to sign with Penn State. Uh, it was a long, it was a very long process, a very hard process. In fact, when it came down to Ohio State, Penn State, and USC. Uh, those schools showed me so much love. Um, I love them so much. They was like hard for me to choose, but you know, with the help of my family, my counselors, and with the help of God, like the night before, I actually had a dream because you know I prayed on it. And that night, I had a dream where it was like uh, it was two, it was two hats, and everything went dark, and then the light shone on uh, a Penn State hat, and then 
after that, I was just like, jeez, like this, this, this really must be it. Wow. And then on top of that, it was like that family orientation and all, everything else that just came together along with me. And that's when I knew, I was just like, this, this is for me. So the Penn State hat shows up in your dreams. Uh, it does it. Did you sign like the first day of the early signing period? Was it the last day of the early signing period in December? It was. It was, it was the very first day that morning, seven a.m. So you were all in, and, and I, I don't. Th- I don't think you know this story, but last year, uh, Jason Oway, uh, who's now Penn State, expected to really break out a defensive end, a future teammate of yours. He actually signed on the third and final day of the early signing period, then announced at the uh, at the Under Armour All-America game. So a little bit different, but it sounds like you were you were all in. So what made you want to keep it under wraps and, and not really get out there like the other guys who signed in December? Uh, like I said before, you know, it was me starting the journey. It was ending one while I started one. So that was just like my whole thought process. Like I want to announce where my journey will continue while I started so signed in December, uh, announced it in January. It will be on campus on Sunday. Just a couple more questions for you, and I'll let you get back to planning for this awesome grad party that you got going on down there. What about beyond football for you? We're going to learn a lot about you as a football player here in the next few years. What, what, are, what are you passionate about away from football? Um, actually, well, with my major, I was thinking about going into marketing or something that deals with um, like relating to people. Or that's in relation to people. Like, as you will find out, um, I'm actually like a people person. I talk a lot, you know. I've never really met a stranger. So, anything within that field, that would, uh, you know, greatly benefit me as it wouldn't really be a job or would just be like me being me. Well, I, I tell you what, you have that in common with PJ. PJ always liked that. I, I know the only thing people that PJ does not like are quarterbacks, and I know you probably feel similar uh, about that. Last question for you, freshman year goals, you know, off the field, on the field, between now and, and this time next year, what do you want to accomplish? Well, of course, everybody wants to be successful. I get everything, but over the course of the year, I would like to find out, like, what I truly want to do in life, you know? Sure. Beyond football, because, you know, everything's in the end. Oh, like, the game's going to end for you. So I would like to find out, like, who I truly want to be, like, as a person, and I just want to grow a lot from what I am now. And um, on the field, of course, you know, everybody's goal is to start. So I guess that would be my goal. To start and be somebody, you know, that people look up to, a household name. Definitely uh, look forward to following your journey. Excited for you. Uh, but, but first, have a great time with your classmates at graduation. Have an awesome time with your family at the party this weekend. And then, uh, then I guess it's time to get to work and, and, and start that journey. So... Excited for you. Thank you for joining the Lions 24-7 podcast. And uh, next time we talk, uh, it'll be somewhere on the practice fields of Penn State. And so there you have it. Another new Nittany Lion in the fold. Another member of that 2019 recruiting class making the transition to college student-athlete. Always appreciate that sense of excitement for for what awaits. And, And you could certainly hear that in Devon's voice. I keep hearing it in all these guys' voices every year. Before I was covering Penn State, it's just a really cool part of this job, especially when you've covered some of these players since, you know, way back freshman, sophomore year of high school, the things that they dreamed about doing and and, and the process. And 
that recruiting can be in terms of mentally taxing and and the demands it puts on you and your family. Obviously, the the end result is a great thing. It's a, it's an education uh, that is on scholarship. It's an opportunity to potentially bridge that gap from high school football to NFL football if you get in the right program and put in the right work. But time marches on, and we place focus on the next batch of recruits, and, and on and on and on it goes. And uh, eventually, we're talking about recruiting classes becoming draft classes. So before we get too sentimental here, let's put – uh, this one in the books and wrap up for the week. Again, plenty coming your way this weekend on Lions 24-7. A big recruiting weekend. Uh, could see some movement. Stay tuned there uh, with us. Sean, myself, Mark Brennan uh, will all be out on the fields this upcoming weekend. Weather looks pretty solid. Uh, hopefully it stays that way. For now, wishing you and yours a wonderful next few days. We'll catch up with you on the next edition of the Lions 24-7 podcast.